4: Super Bowl champion
3: Sean King on v Prime Primetime. Hour three of v Prime Primetime alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Divisional round getting closer. Inching ever closer here on a big-time weekend. I am Tim Murray. Chris Andrews will join us on The other side uh, here, and uh, he will give us his latest on the bets that have been coming in uh, to his sportsbook over at the South Point. So I do want to just kind of reset here, Sean, Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, we will um, do a little bettable or forgettable, Okay, and we'll start with uh, the Giants-Eagles game. All right. uh, we mentioned this to start the show, but we got new people chiming in from time to time. So let's revisit it. Lane Johnson was a full participant after being listed as limited earlier this week. So big news there for the Eagles with their right tackle. Uh, Eagles rush game as we have the graphics up for those of you watching with us on YouTube TV or vison.com And uh, rushing touchdowns as well. One quick thing. And I'm curious to get your thoughts as a former NFL player. We know, mm-hmm. what was it? Tom Brady was on the injury report forever on the Patriots, right. right? It was this kind of dumb game that Belichick would always play. Are the Eagles playing a game this week by not listing Jalen Hurts on the injury report? Saying, oh, no, he's good. Full participant. He's good to go. Is there <clears throat> is there some gamesmanship to it? It could be. Um...
2: I do think this is important. Uh, one of Philly's strengths is the quality of the offensive line, but it's going up against what's also one of the giant strengths on defense, and that's Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Aziz Adjulari, and Kayvon Thibodeau, that defensive front. They can create havoc at times, and they're a disruptive front for Tim by that, meaning they're one of those teams, even if the sack numbers don't look overwhelming, when you put the film on, they're always bothering, pestering, The QB forcing him to do things that he doesn't want to do and making him uncomfortable in the pocket. So Lane being back, that's a a, a bettable piece of information because I think for Philly to get the desired result, this offensive line is going to have to show its class and its elite talent
3: level in this game. So we just had Jared Smith on, and we wrapped up his two segments with us, talking just quickly about some prop plays, and he is going to be fading the Giants passing game. When you look at, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, who went for over hundred yards last week against, you know, what is statistically a bottom five pass defense, do you think the Giants struggle in the air game on Saturday night in Philadelphia? Uh yes.
2: I just think it's a significant upgrade. In level of competition from the Eagles defense uh, compared to the Vikings defense Eagles are much better and their secondary is much more talented uh, Darius Slade James Bradbury again uh, Gardner Johnson back like they have really good players in the secondary and I think this is where the Isaiah Hodgins Darius Slate and Richie James kind of get exposed a little bit because these guys can cover these guys play physical uh, those windows are gonna be a lot tighter uh, for Daniel Jones to throw than the ones he encountered in Minnesota
3: all right. Another note uh, here on bettable or forgettable, something we've been talking about a lot, but it bears repeating that Cincinnati Bengals officially ruled out Jonah Williams, their left tackle, uh, dislocated kneecap, and their right guard, Alex Kappa, for the game. Also, uh, of note here is that Trey Flowers is doubtful to play. So, cornerback depth takes a bit of a hit there. And, uh, you know, we saw. Um, you know, we saw on uh Sunday night in mm-hmm. Cincinnati that Eli Apple, maybe not the maybe not the greatest cover corner. So it's not gonna be just his sole duty against Stefan Diggs. And Lou Anarumo is is a guy that is very well respected uh as a defensive coordinator, making adjustments and, and you know, scheming to to what there is. But you're missing two offensive linemen in addition to Leo Collins, who has been on IR, bettable or forgettable with that note.
2: Um. Again, I don't think the New York Giants have a good offensive line, and I think that's going to be a problem because the defensive line of the Eagles is their strength. So in this game, Bengals and Bills, I know the Bengals have the injuries up front, but I don't view the Buffalo defensive line as the strong point of this Buffalo team. Like Ed, Ed Oliver is a tremendous player, but with Von Miller not being available, I just I, – I don't think that's going to be – the reason for success or failure in this game. I, I really don't. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to try and get pressure on Burrow, but I think Burrow's going to have success. Buffalo's going to have to win this game because Josh Allen's the best player on the field.
3: Line right now for Cincinnati-Buffalo is sitting there at 5.5, a, a total of 49. So this is a game that you have mentioned, Sean, that, that what intrigues you the most... Mm-hmm is the over, actually. So why do you think, ultimately, no, look, the Bills and Dolphins game had 65 points, right? I mean, the Bengals game was the only one that uh, ultimately, no, no, they went over, because that was a low total, like 40 and a half, they went to a 41. But ultimately, why do you think this is an over game?
2: Well, because I think Buffalo, I mean, uh, since he's going to approach the game different, I don't think they fear Buffalo's defense. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive in their past game, and they have the pieces that, that can make those plays. So, you know, what has Joe Burrow done in his career that would make you think he can't handle this stage? Nothing. I mean, he's I passed every test. So, you know, him going up against, a, I think, average at best Buffalo defense, you know, even though he's not at full strength because of the injuries, I, I just think they're going to put up points. And then I don't think since he's playing at the same level on defense that they were last year. So, so I think Josh Allen's going to have a big game. I think he heard the criticism. I think uh, he's going to come out and be efficient. I think you're going to see a lot more QB run, like design QB run stuff from from Ken Dorsey on that offense, especially early to get Josh going. So I could easily see this game being you know, 35, 33, 30 to 28, like all of those. You know, totals go over what's now. The total is at 49, I think, is where it sits. Currently. 49.
3: I think there's some 48 and a halfs out there, too. Charlie Goldsmith uh, joined us last hour from the Cincinnati Inquirer. His prediction, 31 to 30 bills. I'll take that. That would be quite the uh, quite the game. I would take it, too. I just need the bills to win.
2: I know what I'm doing. I'm teasing that 49 down to 43, going over, teasing <laughs> the Bengals up to 11 and a half. So it can't miss.
3: I think you're just trolling me now. Maybe. Yeah someone who refused to do teasers. You don't tease totals, King. You don't. No. Once again, whatever you want to do is fine with me. But when you come on and say, I've got, I've got unbeatable teaser, just like you said, that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Congratulations. Thank you. But then you got upset when I told you I wouldn't do that.
2: Right. So i told you, I didn't care.
3: Yeah no you were a little hurt and then todd came on and and you didn't like that either because he kind of yeah
2: your friends ganging up on me that's called bullying i don't think so yeah it is no but
3: what's bullying is when you just blindly put people in our production staff like Nikki pats just throw them under the bus for no particular reason i mean that's just not that's bull that's bullying
2: first of all that's my son no he's not so don't get involved i I can i
3: can go you want a dna and family issues yeah that that I don't think there's any relation.
2: I'm hard on him because I see so
3: much potential in him. What's bullying is when people don't have an opportunity <laughs> to defend themselves. Um, oh, he gives it to me every time he sees me. Yeah, but he doesn't have a microphone. As soon as we go to break. He doesn't have a microphone, though. Dallas at San Francisco. Um, what kind of game are you expecting from Dak? We've talked a lot about Brock Purdy and you know this being another big moment for a rookie quarterback. We had Stucky on earlier in the show uh, he likes the Cowboys plus the four. Ultimately here, Sean, uh, how do you see Dak Prescott performing following what was, I think statistically speaking, one of his best games of his professional career?
2: Well, let's go and look at the season.
3: He was, low, he low, was not great.
2: Lowest completion percentage he's had since since he's been in the league. Uh, lowest yards per attempt. Most interceptions, he threw 15 interceptions. He's and he missed thrown. games. Yeah, I mean, 23 touchdowns. Uh, it's just, you know, he's kind of why, you know, then he comes out against Tampa, and the game starts off kind of the same way. You know, it looked like, like, I, I, there was a point there where I thought my uh, no-touchdown prop was live.
3: <laughs> the defenses were like, playing you know, well early.
2: The, the final <laughs> isn't indicative to how this game, the first quarter, kind of played it, it, its way out. But then all of a sudden, I mean, he's completing 76% of his passes. He threw for 300 yards, four touchdowns. His yards per attempt were up to 9.2 after only being around seven for the entire season. So that explosive down the field vertical pass game, how much of that was bad Tampa? How much of it was really, really great Cowboys? That's what we're going to find out because San Francisco susceptible to to giving up the big play in the passing game on defense. Like, they, their corners, Ward those guys, they aren't great covering the ball, you know, deep down the field. The problem is, you know, they generally can get a lot of pressure. You know, D'Amico Ryan's in his scheme. He has great players, Fred Warner, you know, Bosa and crew up front. So they can cause you some issues, you know, as far as protecting your quarterback. But Dallas is coming in this game confident. I mean, Dalton Schultz is going to be running up the seam, CeeDee Lamb. You know to be trying to take the top off the defense like Michael Gallup is making plays now like they have guys uh, I would expect Tony Pollard at least if uh if uh C Hill does like I asked him to do and uh tells uh Kelly Moore that we're all taking over Tony Pollard res- uh, receiving <laughs> yards hopefully Tony <laughs> Pollard is going to get involved in the passing game so uh, <laughs> I mean hopefully all of this stuff comes to fruition so if you're if you if, you're, if you know Kellen Moore can you please tell him we're all taking Tony Pollard over receiving yards. Throw the ball to Tony Pollard,
3: please. I, I don't think I think Dallas is going to have a really challenging time getting the run game going. I think if they win this game it's going to be through the air through the air and via Dak. Yeah. You Dak's got to utilize his athleticism. Hopeful for you, to Tony Pollard. That's right. Where's the money been coming in? What are the liabilities? We will talk to Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director at the South Point on the other side. Stick around. It is Prime Time. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
3: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and start placing and stop by any MGM casino on this trip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older. And physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1 800 522 4700. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is V Primetime, prime time, and it's always our pleasure on Fridays in our last hour of the show to get the man, the most, the myth,
0: the legend,
3: <laughs> most up to date numbers from behind the counter. Our good friend over at the South Point Sportsbook (laughs) Director, as Sean introduced him, correctly so, the one and only Chris Andrews. Mr. Andrews, how has the action been for arguably the best weekend on the sports calendar?
4: Well, it's been fantastic, but I got to tell you, it's gonna take a lot to beat last week. Last week was fantastic. I loved that Monday game. You know, the the two Saturday, the three Sunday, the one Monday. But I got to tell you, we got some big, big action this week. I got, you know, I, I think I told you before the break, we got got about a couple of fifty dime bets, uh, you know, twenty dimes here and there. You know, a lot of total action, a lot of everything. So it's gonna be a big, big weekend, and I, you know, just the games are so much more important. Uh, at this point, yeah, you know, I hope it surpasses last week in handle and action. And uh, I don't know if it will or not, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be pretty darn close.
3: Chris, uh, I want you to talk us through, you know, the teaser situation for this weekend, because Kansas City and Philadelphia both opened in very teasable numbers. And Philadelphia still remains one at your shop sitting there at eight. But you're now at nine for Kansas City. Is that a, were you pushed that way because of of sharp money, or did you ultimately feel like you had to get to a nine, which is across the board now, so that it's not that easy, you know, I think at your shot, minus 125 teaser for two and a half and one and a half?
4: You know... I usually don't let that influence me, and I did not let it influence me this week. You know, as of now, I mean, we definitely have it. We got plenty of teaser action, and those two look like uh, almost like a gimme uh, in the eyes of teaser betters. Now, we've been around a long. I've been around a long time. I know there ain't no such thing as a gimme in this racket. So. But we got plenty of them. But uh, no, I, I haven't let it really. That that isn't what moved the number. I mean, I opened the Chiefs eight. They laid me eight. They laid me eight and a half, and that's why I'm in nine. And I see nine and a half's popping up. And, you know, looks like we might eventually get there. I kind of think we will. But you now the teaser really has just about nothing to do with that.
2: Uh, I'm sitting here, Tim. I mean, uh, Chris, and I think two of the dogs are going to win outright. I I, I can't figure out which two, which is a problem. But I do think two of the dogs are going to win outright. So I'm just trying to see how would you approach that? And I know you're on the other side, but you've been around. Like, in a situation like this where I think two are going to win outright, should I play all four and just take the points? Should I play all four on the money line? Like, What would be your advice after, you know, being in the game so long?
4: Well, if you really have a conviction that two of them are going to win outright, you probably should bet them all on the money line. Uh, and then, you know, and then bet it also with the point spread. But, you know, if, if you go two and two playing those big dogs, like I'm looking at my store right now, Jaguars take plus four and a quarter. Giants take plus 320. Bengals 220. And the Cowboys plus 180. So all nice pluses. You hit two of those and, uh, you know, you're in business. Now, I, I know a guy, boy, he was a good customer of mine years ago. I haven't seen him in a while. He loved the round robin dogs. And... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, he he nailed me a couple times pretty good. You know, so maybe, you know, a round-robin parlay with the dogs. You know, if you, you hit two of them, you'll probably be okay. You bet, you know, there's four games, you can bet six twos and four threes, um, you know, and a four if you hit all four. And I haven't seen that happen that I can remember. But, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're football games. You know, they're played by guys out on the field. So it wouldn't be the most unheard of thing. But, you know, those dog parlays can come back pretty quick and come back pretty strong. I've seen it happen.
3: Speaking of the dogs, and we're talking to Chris Andrews over at the South point, we were talking to Carl Johnson down at the Beau Rivage yesterday and his shop actually had ticket counts favoring the dogs. And then I saw some other shops today on social media and Twitter uh, have that as well. So I want to go to the giants in Philadelphia. You guys have Philly minus eight where we sit at circa just popped up to eight as well. But the ticket counts, at least that have been reported at some shops, favor the Giants. What does your ticket count, Chris, look like right now regarding Giants and Philly? Is there some dog love out there?
4: There is, but not much. You know, it's probably about 53% on the Giants, so not a huge disparity. But the Giants are getting a lot of support, you know, and they're getting their their parlay action in. And, you know, we talked about teasers. Yeah, most of the teasers are on the Eagles. But I got, I got teasers with the Giants, too. Guys taking 14 in a playoff game. I mean, that seems like a pretty reasonable thing to do as well. Yeah, so slightly higher ticket count on the Giants against the Eagles. But big money on the Eagles, I can tell you that.
3: Well, another game that you've seen the line move against what is, I believe, the perceived you know public side, and that's Buffalo and Cincinnati, and obviously the offensive line concerns for Cincinnati is, is quite the issue. Um, what has your action been like on Cincinnati and Buffalo? Because, you know, once again... Carl Johnson. Granted, he's down there in uh, in Joe Burrow land, uh, mm-hmm. where where he won a national title. So people love them some uh, Joe Burrow. But what is uh, what has been the action and the ticket count on Cincinnati and Buffalo? Is there once again more dog love out there uh, for the Bengals?
4: Yeah, definitely more dog love on the tickets. Uh, It's about a 4-to-3 ratio, I'd say, something like that, uh, in favor of the Bengals. So, again, not huge, but a little bit. But there's another one I got big money. Well, I've got to tell you what, though, Tim, this this has been the betting game of the weekend so Mm. far. I opened a game for uh, one of my really good customers, you know, really a sharp guy, too. He laid me the 4 and he laid me the 5. And when he laid me the five, I went to five and a half briefly, but then the more I thought about it, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to six. This guy, been, he's been dynamite. <laughs> so I, I went to six, and they took back the six for some big numbers. So right now I got big, big numbers both ways, and I'm sitting at five and a half. Five and a half seems to be a a pretty good number at this point. But, you know, that offensive line for the Bengals, boy, I, you know, we saw in the Super Bowl a couple years back when, uh, you know, I think overall Kansas City was a better team than Tampa Bay, but they went into that Super Bowl missing a couple offensive linemen, and they really didn't have a prayer. And if that's the case here, you know, I mean, I, I still, I'm very old school. I think that uh, your offense begins at the offensive line and uh you know as much as i love joe burrow i think he's terrific but if he's not protected he's gonna have a rough rough night
3: the way this all plays out chris for you i imagine has to be tremendous right it all leads into dallas one of the most popular teams to bet and then san francisco there's a ton of san francisco fans and support out here in las vegas so for yeah. you just as a sportsbook director wanting people to come in to have that be the finale, 3.30 local, 6.30 eastern, just for action-wise, to have Dallas and San Francisco, at the end of the day, is that going to be the most bet game of the weekend?
4: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if that's going to surpass the Bengals and Bills, because I've right, really? got okay. so much business on that, you can't believe it. But the Niners game, you know I opened four. I kind of liked the Niners, and it was three and a half and four around. Uh, I opened the game four. I thought it was a better number first bet came in on the Cowboys and uh, so I went to three and a half and boy I have just been flooded with Niner money ever since then so right now I need the Cowboys pretty good Uh, it's more than a two to one ratio ticket wise with the Niners plus a lot of money on them too and I don't know what it is it seems like in the last year there's really been a lot of 49er fans here in this town and lately you can kind of understand why they look pretty damn good you know and uh, you know, Purdy I know we all had a lot of um, you know, questions about him, deservedly so. He's a you know, late draft choice, as everybody knows. But, boy, the kid has played great. You know, we'll see what happens if somehow he gets behind in this game. You know, I mean, uh, you still got, uh, yeah, you know, Micah Parsons on the other side. It's going to probably rattle him pretty good if he gets a chance. And I, I think it's going to be a good game. But I, I kind of favor the Niners in this one. And so far the public seems to be on that side.
2: You know, Chris, for the majority of the year, The Eagles were prohibitive favorite in most futures markets You know, to win the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Kind of feels like the Eagles sitting there, you can get plus 550 at some places. Is now a good time to kind of get on the Eagles? Because it's not going to be a surprise if they hoist the Lombardi.
4: No, I don't think it'll be a surprise at all. You know, I mean, the the thing with Hurts... You've got to kind of take it for what it's worth. It it seems like he's okay. You know, and you could take uh, $5 with me right now. You know, I think that's a pretty good price for a team that I think is really, really good. You know, I mean, listen, the NFC is going to be tough, though. I mean, they're going to face either uh, either the Cowboys or the Niners, you know, Uh, but they will be at home. And if Hurts is good, uh, I think they, they will be a favorite in that game, even if they play the Niners.
3: Chris, we have 10 seconds. More tickets on Kansas City or San Francisco right now?
4: Uh, more tickets on San Francisco. Ooh! All right, Chris, appreciate both, both.
3: it, as always.
4: Okay, good talking to you. There you guys. Is. Chris right. Andrews
3: from the South Point Sportsbook.
4: This is V-SIN Prime Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the Vsin experts have got you covered. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber with an introductory offer. Of only $9.99, VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Once again, vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is primetime, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. We just heard from Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director over at the South Point. Were you surprised? I was a bit surprised to hear that the most popular bet, at least per ticket count at the South Point, Is actually the Niners
2: yeah first of all let me compliment you I mean you read at such a high level like I mean it's just amazing sitting here watching you read those you know reads coming from break Uh, it's good to know all that money your parents spent to send you Muhlenberg it paid off Uh, it does not surprise me Um, what does surprise me is Nothing, actually, Tim. I mean, when you look at each one of these games, you can make a case that the public will be on both sides, that the Sharps could be on both sides. Like, it's why sitting here a day out from two of the games tomorrow, I still don't really have a super strong opinion. I mean, I'm looking at the splits for tomorrow, and the one game that I do love is not until Sunday, and it's the last game. That's Niners. I'm going to lay the points, but, I I mean, I just don't know. I mean, is Daniel Jones the player we saw in Minnesota, or is he the player... That we watch most of the year kind of struggle in the passing game. You know, a receiving court has been decimated by injuries. You know, Sterling Shepard out for the year. Wendell Robinson out for the year. Kadarius Toney traded to Kansas City. Can guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and Darius Slayton, can they go up against this Eagles defense? A lot of money, a lot of high draft picks. You know, that offensive line, can they hold up against this pass rush? I just I'm trying to figure it out. I haven't yet. It's sad because I sit next to you and you're super intelligent. I don't think you figured it out either. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, 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 I very rarely do I not have a super strong opinion. This week's well, maybe that's NFL a good, playoff games. I don't. I maybe don't. that's
3: a good thing because you know the the four Bs. You know was your super strong opinion. Listen, you last have
2: week. to have a pitch when you have. To, well, you're going to package something. You know you want to present it the right way. Four Bs, Bucks, Bengals, Burrow, Brady. It sounded good. It did. And then I got brady Monday night.
3: Well, I mean, and Carl Johnson told you, you'd go broke. With, yeah, I had, already, that I had that already started
2: on uh, the campaign when he came on and, I, I and just, gave me
3: that information. That actually crushed me. For me, when I look at the Giants, it does feel a little reactionary to what we saw. You're starting to see some movement in the market off the seven and a half, up to the eight, South Point's at eight, Circa's at eight. So it feels like that's the way this is trending a little bit. And we do have to realize just how terrible that Vikings' defense is. I like think 26 in total defense, and that's what Daniel Jones... And, and to your point, I thought that was an interesting one as a former quarterback. Your perspective on how you feel like Daniel Jones is just more comfortable in a controlled environment he like is. Minnesota than we would see on the road, outdoors, in yeah, the elements.
2: and... You know, it's weird because normally a quarterback that plays for a team like the Giants, I mean, you know you're gonna be outside New York, it gets really cold. We'll see, by the way, kids, if you're looking at something for a profession, never go into coaching. (laughs) Uh, Minnesota went 13 and five and the D coordinator got fired. I mean, think about that. Um, But I don't think the Giants are strong on the offensive line. And, And Philly's really gonna do a good job of getting pressure on Daniel Jones, and it's not going to surprise me if guys like Hodgins and James and Slayton can't get separation from Darius Slade, James Bradbury. You know, they get uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. I just think the Eagles are, are the more talented team. Um, I think their loss last year in the playoffs against the Bucs gave them the needed experience to be prepared for this moment. <sighs> just laying eight. Ah, man. Division game, third time these teams have played. But I just think w-
3: that's a big number. When they were healthy, they put up 48 on the Giants. Not that long ago. When yeah. they were fully healthy, when they were rolling, they beat this team 48 to Well, if you think they're going to just play
2: the Eagles over the team total, I mean, play the over in the game cuz the the over the total is sitting at 48. I told you 48. That'll be the the I'm good. I'm I'm Eagles to Bills. We're good. That's such a, a cop out play. Why? is it? Ooh, I'm going to tease the two favorites down. I didn't tease down. them. Oh, you money lined them? Yeah. Come on, man.
3: -124. Later
2: points. Why? Cuz you, you get more out of the the parlay if you lay I do I'll do this. If you're going to money line parlay,
3: it, then do it in later points. Can I points. not? I'm not not going to take too much advice from you, I'll be honest.
2: Huh? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. What'd you say? I'm I'm not going to take too much advice from you.
2: You know what? You're so close to being a good person. And then you say things like that. I just—I
3: mean, look. If people it's frustrating. if people listen to your, four you sit B's, next to
2: genius every day, and then you have the audacity I know. to we say have, you're not going to listen. We have great
3: guests in studio. They're kind enough. You we know, do. cover we have the some, Washington uh, Capitals, wonderful people. So from, yeah, geniuses in studio. Washington. I totally agree. Uh, shout
2: out to the Washington Capitals. Puck Sedamus. Another perfect week in the books. Took the Caps as his only hockey play last night on the puck line. Never in doubt. You caps. really
3: talk to you about us in third person, huh? Hmm? You really do that in third person?
2: Yeah, it's an It's an art form. That's what I deal with.
3: It's it's unbelievable. It's I really started this remarkable.
2: segment off by complimenting your ability to read. Thank you. And then it just divulges into you bullying me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm sorry that you're being bullied, former NFL quarterback. I'm just saying, yeah, man. That's, that's really tough. What, what,
2: what do they say And when you send the, the, the email to HR? It's a hostile work environment. That's what this is.
3: All right, let's get to Bills and Bengals. Uh, your, Your third and fourth B, Sean, are they surviving divisional round weekends? I mean, everybody's making a big deal that
2: three of the starting five offensive linemen from the Bengals are
3: out, but I'm just
2: saying Buffalo's strength is not their front four. Von Miller was brought in for a reason because they needed to have an elite pass rusher. When they had Von Miller, they were great at rushing the quarterback. Since he has been out, they aren't great. So just because the Bengals aren't operating at optimum output in this area, it's not a strength of the Bills. I think the Bills' defense is not even close to what they faced last week versus the Ravens. So I think Burrow and Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are going to have success vertically down the field. I'm going to play the over in this game just because I think Josh Allen, after all the criticism last week, after the turnovers, after kind of just not even seeing emotionally in it you know, completely, I think he's going to have a big game. I do think home field ultimately ends up mattering, so I think Buffalo's going to win. Don't really have a strong opinion on the five and a half, Tim. I don't want to lay it with Buffalo, but then if I'm going to take Cincy, I probably would just take the money line and, have, and thinking it went out right. I have a future bet. On Cincy to win the Super Bowl at twenty-one to one. So of course I'm pulling for them, but I think I'm just going to play the over in this game. And you know, trust that two of the top five quarterbacks in the league can can put up points.
3: You mentioned going deep vertically down the field. You think Joe Burrow, who I believe last week was hadn't get, getting the ball out of his hands under three seconds. He mm-hmm. was like two point seven yard, two point seven seconds per drop back. You think he's going to have time for those to develop down the field? Yeah, because I think it'll be a different game plan.
2: Like, the Bengals know the Ravens. They're in the same division. They had just played them the week before. Like, they know how good Baltimore is on defense. And they were playing against Tyler Huntley, who was a game-time decision. He wasn't even 100%. So they went into that game saying, listen, if we don't screw it up, we're probably going to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. This is different. They're going to Buffalo. They're playing Josh Allen. He's coming off of a subpar performance, even though the Bills still scored 34 they know they're going to have to score points to win this game. So I just think you're going to see a completely different game plan. I don't think the Bengals are going to worry about the fact that they're missing offensive linemen. They're going to call it like they would normally call it. And if it becomes an issue in-game, then you make some adjustments.
3: Then we go to the finale. Cowboys, 49ers. <sighs> I
2: want the Cowboys to lose. Why? Because I just don't like Cowboy fans. The most obnoxious people I've ever met in my life. Is it because you told them that? Tom Brady I might be a little salty man hey hey the Bucks got bullied I mean it happens we got Brady but I I really don't like cowboy fans they're obnoxious have you ever met a cowboy fan that ever starts the NFL season not thinking this is the cowboys year
3: I don't know we work with one and he's he's pretty much that's the
2: only fan base they can lose every year in like the most fantastic way possible and they never lose faith like the next year oh yeah it's our year you know Jerry free agent. Boom, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott. I hope they get shedded. Do they? It's my best, yeah, it's my best play of the week. Why? 49ers. I just think Kyle Shanahan's the best in the business. He's gonna scheme up ways to make the run game effective. You know, uh, he's gonna take advantage of the fact that Diggs and that secondary are over-aggressive. You'll see some double moves. You know, you'll see some fake screens, some different things. They have weapons. Debo Samuel, Brandon IU, George Kittles, Christian McCaffrey, like, they have weapons. He knows how to utilize them. I just think it's too much for the Cowboys. Coming back on a short week, think the disadvantage of playing Monday night, this is their what third road game in, and a fourth road game in a row, if I'm not mistaken, catches up with them.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, but it is, it has shown to be the most popular bet to this point. Not anything like last week, though. Last week, the Bengals, when we talked to Chris, were six to one ticket count over the Ravens. Bengals one didn't cover that one. So we will see. We'll wrap things up when we come back. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is V-SIN Prime primetime. We'll get you a last look at the entire board as we head into Divisional Round Weekend. Once again, it is primetime.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
3: Attention, BetMGM customers. with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Wrapping things up here on v Prime Primetime, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown las vegas alongside super bowl champ sean king i am tim murray how about my villanova wildcats tonight mr king
2: i don't even know why you have this 50 and over ymca match on like this is terrible basketball
3: it is but like as, just long, as, conflict, as long as villanova can lose by four or less points it's wonderful basketball yeah, i've eyes. got
2: st john's on the money line in, in a little parlay i put together but i mean the biggies just in general i mean it's tough to watch
3: How did you magically put St. John's in the money line? I forgot about it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah,
2: and then I looked at it, and I had, let's see, what do I got together? You know I'm always coming up with, like, can't lose stuff, so let's see (laughs) here. Sorry. (laughs) So I have the Pelicans Magic under 228.5, Grizzlies Lakers under 243.5, Penguins to win in regulation, got plus 10 on that. That's really good. And then I had St. John's money line.
3: God, I hope Villanova blows that up.
2: It's going to be great. You're such a terrible person. Why Why would you say you want my wager to lose? Well, because we both can win. you bet against Saint me. St. John's can win and not win by more than four. You and knew you knew still that to Villanova. You're an awful human being. No, I'm, I'm, not. Just saying, sure are. I'm just saying, sure. Once again,
3: what I have to deal you show,
2: with. You show so many great traits. And then for whatever reason, you always just, you regress.
3: So am Back I. Back
2: to this bully. This is bullying. How? On live television. Do you read the tweets that people send me?
3: about how mean you are? I'm pretty sure those are bots. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What's a bot? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I thought Elon got rid of all the bots, didn't he? (laughs) He's working on it. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter, at RealSeanK.
2: Shout out to my guy, at RealGage, in quotations. I'm really not going to take much advice from you in the quotations. Tim, quotations, you are so close to being a nice person. Sean, he,
3: he said the best show going. Let me ask you this. What was the biggest... Strongest piece of advice you gave all our listeners last week. What was it? Did I bet it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did so, it did it pay out? Well it didn't. Okay. I but, didn't know Brady was gonna just you know, And the team that you told, you know, the world that I mean I got Brady. And the Bengals didn't cover and should have lost.
2: Yeah, but I didn't tell anybody to delay the points with the Bengals. See, I did.
3: I took I said take so, the points of so, the Ravens.
2: Here's here's an interesting analogy or 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 because it's the third time that these two teams have played, right? Division opponents, mm-hmm. Bengals, Ravens, and you took the Ravens. So what's there is really no difference in this Giants-Eagles situation, right? Two division opponents, this is the third time that they're playing. I think the Ravens were getting eight and a half. I think the Giants well, are getting eight now. So wouldn't you take the same approach?
3: No. Okay, explain. I just think the Eagles are far better. And when I looked at last week, the I Eagles know. The Eagles
2: are better than the Bengals?
3: Than the Giants. Okay. And I do think when you look at, we've got a week off, a rest. So Jalen Hurts, when healthy, this team absolutely smoked the Giants at MetLife Stadium week 14. They won 48-22.
2: But they didn't cover the number. I agree. They did the not cover the second time they, they played them. They
3: did not. Yeah. However, Jalen Hurts wasn't 100% in that spot. And I do think there was a moment Like do you
2: have some secret device where you know like athletes like percentage of of being 100% Did you watch
3: the game? Yeah, he did played he, bad. Did he look 100%? Listen, I grew okay, up on, I had, grew up
2: under Tony Bungie. No excuses, no explanations. If you play bad, you play bad. Don't blame it on injury.
3: Yeah, Tony's having a couple of rough you, days can here. let uh, Can Tony you show me this. your
2: device though where you like have a meter and like you know like the percentage of health for a particular athlete? Well, that's pretty impressive. So why
3: don't you go ahead, you take the points with the Giants?
2: I don't know if I'm going to do that yet. Okay,
3: thank you. So
2: But it's not outside it's just one thing that I don't really have a I don't I don't know if the offensive line say, of I didn't the Giants say I was can play it up. with the Eagles. You said you didn't Didn't you say you no. money line parlay? Yeah, they're going to win. Oh. You don't think the
3: Eagles are going to win?
2: Either the Giants or Jaguars are winning outright. No, and we That's have what a, I think. We yeah.
3: have a bet that, that won't happen.
2: I think one of those two two underdogs is winning outright. Okay.
3: I do not. I think they both will lose. I think the Jags have a chance to cover. I think of this game, there's this bizarre perception right now that the Giants have figured it out, right? Because they beat up one of the worst defenses that ultimately led to the firing of their defensive coordinator when they've got Patrick Peterson running behind every wide receiver out there.
2: You know, the alarming thing for me in the Giants' victory over the Vikings was it didn't really include Saquon Barkley. So it was how they won that I'm not sure if that's repeatable. Because Barkley only had nine rushing attempts. Like if before that game started, if you polled every Giant fan in the world and say we're only going to run the ball nine times with Saquon Barkley, they would be like, we got no shot. So, I mean, can Daniel Jones throw for 301 yards and two touchdowns versus this Philly defense? I don't know. I don't know that I trust Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton and Richie James like that. So because of that alone... I'm probably going to stay away from this. Uh, again, like in the other game, I think I'm leaning towards overs in these games. I mean, that total is sitting at 48. Philly put up 48 on their own in one of the contests mm-hmm. versus the Giants. 22. I mean, I could very easily see 35, 21, you know, type of game, you know, very easily.
3: So, the market, by the way, just updating you before we sign off and, and hand it over to Wes and Femi. Here at Circa, Kansas City now up to a nine and a half point favorite, total of 53. Philadelphia now up to an eight point favorite, total of 48. Buffalo remains five and a half, total of 49. And then Dallas and San Francisco, San Fran laying four with a total of 46. So your favorite play right now, just solo, is Niners. Niners. Yeah. Okay. I'm just frustrated because it's the
2: last game. So I don't want to have to wait till like, you know, Sunday afternoon to make any money this weekend, you know, and sit back and watch this. I wish this game was first. And I can win, and you know, be kind of, you know, get creative and play with some house money. But uh, I, 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 again, I think Jags or Giants are going to win outright. So what I'll probably do in those two games is just play both dogs on the money line, Tim, and then play another ticket where I take the points with them and, and sit back and, and and root for the for the dog. I will tell you this: if Jags or Giants win, I'm gonna be unbearable on Monday.
3: Well, you would have been unbearable if the Bucks had won. Oh, yeah. I'd have been in Bucko Bruce. I'd, when, have, I'd
2: have had the you, pirate hat on with the knife in it and all that. You showed up with your alumni jacket
3: on. I how did. quickly did you take that off on Monday night?
2: I, st- I, st- I thought about throwing it out of the car on the <laughs> ride home. I really did. Like, that's how disgusted I was. They ruined my Monday. They and were, it wasn't that we just lost, it was that we looked so inept. Like, we just looked unprepared. Like, Brady looked
3: old. I don't know. It was a bad performance. Do we next Sunday have a neutral site AFC championship game? Which would mean both favorites win. Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Thank you for this demonstrative answer.
2: I don't, I've already said I think Giants or, or Jags are winning. I'm asking right? you a question. I know. And I have a, a future bet on the Bengals. That's why I kind of was like, okay, how do I answer this and not, you know, turn into a walking contradiction here, you know?
3: Sometimes you got to change your opinions. Oh, I can do that. I know. You do it often. I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point of this week you've taken each side of every bet.
2: That's right. And I have every clip, so I'm going to be <laughs> right <writing> Monday regardless. <laughs> no, I have not. You know I'm joking. You guys know you can trust me. I love the 49ers. That's the that's the that's my biggest play. I'm laying the four points.
3: Uh, so you're trusting Brock Purdy. You are the I one, trust the one You were the one for a while saying the stinker was coming. He had it last week. So the funny thing was, I brought it up on Monday. Was that his stinker? You said no, it'll be against the Bucks. Then the Bucks, well, then was, the Bucks lost by 17 to the Dallas Cowboys, and now magically the stinker had been last week. So I brought it up on Monday. You said no, and then the Bucks get woodshedded, and now oh yeah, the stinker was last week. You're a terrible person. I'm just. Oh you said that. You're Those a were, Was that what you said? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Thank I, you. I was How on am my I four terrible B's person? At
2: the time, it was still alive. Bengals and Burrow had
3: advanced. I was looking at Bucks and Brady standalone Monday night. Brady shows up in the all black. I'm sorry. I don't bow down at the altar of a former NFL quarterback. Like some people may do.
2: First of all. Okay. (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) All right. uh, We, I think we're going to the game together tomorrow. Caps and caps and golden Knights. Are you
2: tagging along with us? I'm, Let's just. The Golden Knights and Caps know me and Banks are coming. Like you are, you're like other invited celebrity guests. Like you're in that portion of the the flyer. Hold on. Like me and Banks have
3: pictures. Do you want me to? Do you want me to check the text with Banks where he said, "Hey, I've got you and your brother covered." Should I invite Sean?
2: (laughs) Do you want receipts? He don't want me to steal the show. I mean, (laughs) it's it's hard to walk in somewhere with me.
3: Thank God the week is over. (laughs) Good luck this weekend, guys. I'm Tim Murray. It is Sin prime time. Wes and Femi up next.
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to… has anyone seen the bride and groom?